Hello everybody, how's everybody doing out there on a beautiful Saturday night? We're coming to you um, live and direct here from our lovely uh, Hamlet home here in uh, Fontana, California. We have some special guests here. Well, first of all, this is Julius Hammond. I'm here with my beautiful wife. Gloria Hammond. And today's topic, we're going to be getting some marriage perspectives from a kid's point of view. So we have three lovely kids here, um, two of which are our own and one that which is adopted, our daughter Samar, our son Israel, and our adopted daughter, which we just don't have papers on her yet, but... Her name is Alana. So we're going to get a, a perspective on marriage and what they think a good marriage is from their point of view, um, from their from their point of view today. So we, it's going to be a very good, interesting, I should say interesting uh, podcast. So um, go ahead, honey. We will. Uh, I'll let my Gloria take over here and uh, kind of ask the questions to our kids. OK, kids. So how are you guys doing tonight? Good. Okay, so we have 25 questions that we wanted to ask your perspective on in regards to marriage and um, what it should be and what it shouldn't be and your guys' views towards it. So I want you guys to be open and honest about how you feel, um, and we'll go from there. So the first question, it says, what do you think of when you hear the word marriage? Um, I, I think of, like, two people who love each other and... We'll always be there for each other until God calls them home. And people that will always like, you know, look out for each other, make sure that each other are right, and you know, just be together. Okay. Uh, I what do you think? I was Samara, just by the way. Uh, Alana, what do you think? What's your perspective? Um, my perspective on marriage is uh, two people in a relationship Israel what do you think I think it's I think it's like a strong bond and a nice relationship and they're supposed to have a happy life together and they're supposed to treat each other nicely take care of their children together and technically go through to the end okay the only thing that I have to say about this is um, I know that it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be like uh, oh, la-di-da, the sun is always shining, you know? Uh-huh. You guys, are, like, marriage is going to have their ups and downs, but in the end, they're always going to be there for each other. Okay. Okay, so, second question. What do you think a person must have to be a good husband or father? Izzy, you want to start? Sure. I think they're supposed... A father. Uh, what, what do you think a person has to be in order to be a good husband or father? They have to have a job... <laughs> okay. Well, they have to pay, they have to help the house. Okay. And, okay, that's, and that they, makes sense. And since so they also have to be able to take care of their wife and mm-hmm. their children. And they're also supposed to be able to pay for all the things like the rent. Okay. For example, you have to pay and you're supposed to let your wife kick back and relax and 
take care of the children. Yeah, I wish there's men like you. I like to kick back at home forever, forever. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, Eliana, what about you? What do you think? What, what, what makes a good husband and father? I think a good husband and father should be a man who is definitely strong and is, can definitely be your security guard at all times. Okay. Definitely is very, has a good connection with kids and your children. think about the wife's feelings and the kids feelings how they feel you know and like still work and make money to provide for the household but still spend time with you guys you know just make it all work so you guys feel you guys feel that a husband should be able to have a counterbalance between work and home and how he you know be able to balance between the two, whether he has his own business or he's working for someone to be able to balance out, look, I got to handle the household affairs, but I can also spend time with my kids, with my wife, all on separate occasions and keep everybody everybody happy, so to speak, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, what do you think a person must be to be a good wife or mother? Go ahead, start, start Alana. Now you see why I said she's my adopted daughter. She gave a great answer. What about you, Samara? Um, I think that the wife should, like as Alana said, you know, make sure the house is right for the husband and make sure the kids are, you know, nice and behaved. But I also know that in some situations, the husband may not be able to provide everything for the whole house so the wife shouldn't be selfish and like you know have this sense of entitlement to where she can't do any work and i feel like if she needs to she should step in and make a little bit of extra money for the household as well that's my seed y'all that's samara oh, and that's what i'm talking about <laughs> yes yes okay now it's... now you, you you better come with the right answer or else you're gonna be opted out what <laughs> Are you crazy? Go ahead, Izzy. What do you think makes a good wife and mother? 
Well, you're supposed to take care of the kids and your. Well, you have to take care of the kids and you have to be able to. To take care of, of your husband when he gets home and there's a bad day at work. Like people trying to start problems at the drama. And he has to deal with it. I think the mom, the wife is supposed to be there for for him when he comes home and supposed to be able to let him relax, just sit. So what about a mom? The mom has to be the mom has to be ready for anything he has to go through and she has she has to be ready with her children and her husband and they're all supposed to be Okay. Okay. Well, that was a good. That was a good perspective. You you haven't been ousted out. You you still you still our son. Let me threaten the kid. It's all, it's, it's all good. You still our son. You still good. Okay. Okay. So now I'm gonna ask a couple questions. How long should a person wait before getting married? How long, sir? In, in each of you guys' perspective, don't have to have the same answer. But how long should a person wait before they get married? Nine years old. <laughs> in, 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 a, in a country of USA, not in other countries. Stop. We're talking about USA. Anybody? Anybody want to go? Yes. Okay, so I think that a good time to wait before you get married would probably be like maybe nine months to a year, I would say. So what age is the age that you would ideally think you're ready to be married? 
So another question for you, Izzy, is what kind of person should not get married? The type. Well, there's a lot of people. The type of people who are only using you for money, because mm-hmm. that's kind of users. Mm-hmm. And the type of people who only care about you when they only care about you when you have something of value for them. Like if you, if you have about. Like let's say if you got a million dollars to come coming in next week, and they're only caring for you while you still have the money in your pocket, and when you spend it all on them, they're just gonna let you go. That's the type of person you don't be with, or the type of people who don't take care of people. They're just thinking about themselves. So like gold diggers are not good ones to be married. Gotcha. Okay, good job. Okay, so for Sam and Samara, uh, Sam, same person, Sam and Alana, <laughs> sorry, it, the names rhyme. Okay, so what is another bad reason for two people to get married? Um, I think I would say if they fight too much. What's too much? Like, too much would probably be, everybody has their, you know, arguments every now and then. But let's say they fight over who gets the last sip of water, or like. You'd be surprised. People or, fight over that stuff. You'd be surprised. Or yes. If the husband needs to take out the trash and he does it, they get over an argument over that because he's tired or he's lazy. Or um, another reason why someone shouldn't get married is if they're selfish people and they don't think about themselves. How can you think about somebody else? Okay. Lana, any other reasons? Or? Um, for two people not to be not married. Not to be married, mm-hmm. yeah. Why they shouldn't get married. would make you if you were grown and you guys were married what do you think would make somebody a good parent or make you a good parent go ahead Izzy I think if they I think what will make them a very good parent is if they want to care for their kids a lot watch over them make sure they don't get hurt and they take they take them and help them go So if they hurt themselves, the parents that will be there to uh, uh, be make sure that their their bruises go away. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good perspective. What about you, Alana? What do you think? No. What makes a good parent? No. Good parent. 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 Good parent.
good um a good pairing to me from my perspective would definitely be one who could you know um stick up for your children definitely can also provide as i said before um you and your husband um and also i feel like a, a good parent would be to not of course like discipline them Well, I'll say this because it depends on the culture. Because in in, in <laughs> I can't I can't say a lot of stuff on the airwaves here, but just know like different cultures have different disciplinary actions that they take toward their children. Me personally, like now, if we try to whoop any of y'all now, y'all can call CPS on us and we get arrested. And all we did was whoop y'all from for not washing dishes. You know what I mean? Like it's just. The way social media and stuff is nowadays, it caters to that, you know? So, but I appreciate your perspective, Alana. All right, Tamar? Um, I feel like to be a good parent, you would definitely have to know what you're doing. And you would have to, even if you don't know what you're doing, you would try your best because you love your child. Obviously, you have to love them and take care of them and provide for them. Make sure that they have a roof over their head and clothes on their back and shoes on their feet and all that good stuff. But mostly to do everything for them. So, like, let's say they're hungry and you have, like, the last bit of your burrito, but you wanted it, but you give it to them because, you know, because you love them and you want them to feel loved and, like, cared for. Okay. Okay. So, next question: What is the biggest fear? What do you think is the biggest fear of a kid in the family? The Go biggest ahead. fear of a kid in the family. Well, the biggest fear is once your parents and the children have a great, strong bond, they both all love each other, no problems. Their, their biggest fear is for that bond to be destroyed because of an argument. Okay. Mm, okay. What about you, Alana? Um, I feel like people be scared or fear. Um, of course, breaking apart and your parents not being there. And I, I would be scared of my parents. Scared of, especially when you have two parents. 
good marriage together. There's definitely a lot of things to be afraid of, as I said, um, and so they do okay, um, of their bond being destroyed and them breaking apart and just being afraid of, of course, who you're going to stay with and which parent and have to, you shouldn't have to worry about that depending on, it doesn't even matter what age, like you shouldn't have to those type of decisions are yeah. very hard for a kid to be put put in. Yeah, I understand. You some more? Um, wait, what was the question? Well, what, what do you think is the most traumatizing or the biggest fear of a child in a family? Oh, yeah. I think that probably, like the other two said, being apart, like split apart, That's all right. Her, her phone went off. That's all right. <laughs> and um, probably the, their biggest fear is their parent not loving them, like how they love their parent, or, you know, like not feeling like their parents care about them and how they feel and like what they need and like not listening to them. I feel like that would probably be So, in a marriage, what do you think is most important, money or love? Honestly, which one do you think? Love, of course, because to me, when it comes to choosing over love and money, money is technically just a piece of paper, colored green with a dollar sign on it. Mm -hmm. That's technically what all I see see of money. That getting in the way of a relationship doesn't make sense because it's just like you're arguing over a piece of paper. Mm. Okay. What about you, yeah. Lana? Um, I feel like I know that there's love. That love should definitely be a big, definitely important. But at the same time, money is also plays a big part. Okay. 
Okay. So, um, name two things you think a woman should learn before she tries to become somebody's wife. Alana? got some future book writers and marriage counselors and people here. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead, Samar. Okay, I think that, um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> it was, what two Short things... attention span, don't worry about it. Sorry, guys. It says, what two things should a woman need to learn before she tries to get married and become somebody's wife? All I can say about that is don't be dirty. If you're dirty, I would not want to marry you. Also, if you're selfish, I wouldn't want to marry you. So you need to get that together. So, first. so, so, so. Okay, the question was a woman, a woman being a, a wife to a husband. So you're saying, as if you were a man, you would not want to marry a woman who was selfish or dirty. Nope. Got you. Okay. What, what about, about you? you So if someone is careless, they shouldn't be trying to be. They shouldn't be worried about trying to be someone's wife if they're not. They they don't have a care for anybody but themselves. Is what you're trying to say? Yeah. When it comes to household chores like cooking, cleaning, laundry, and washing the kids, whose responsibility do you think it should be and why? Uh, this is going to be good. Go ahead, Samar. To be honest, I don't believe in uh, only the woman should be the one to do all that. But at the same time, I feel like she should be the one that does it more than the husband. Because I feel like the husband should also be working more mm-hmm. than the wife. Okay. So it's not her job to do it all the time. It would be nice if the husband did it, you know, every now and then. But it would probably be nice if the wife and also the children to teach them how to be a good wife do like you know the chores around the house. Hmm. Okay. Lana.
comes home from a hard day of work, I don't think he wants to be dealing with all this stuff at home that you have to take care of, a dirty house, no food made for him. If he's really tired, I feel like a woman should definitely do that if you really care and love your husband. That's definitely what you should do as a wife. But if the roles are vice versa, and a woman is working and the husband is supposed to be cleaning and cooking, it's the same thing. Okay. Okay, so Izzy, what about you? When it comes to cooking, cleaning, laundry, and taking care of the kids, whose responsibility do you think it should be? Well, that's pretty easy because it's both kind of a kid and mom thing because kids need to learn how to do stuff once in a while. So if you want to be having your kids do chores when they're like a So you're saying that, that it should be the wife's responsibility to take care of the laundry and everything at home because she has to teach the kids how to do it? or No, what I mean is that the, kid, the kids can do the stuff once in a while because mostly the wife is supposed to relax and take care of the children. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. Between a husband and a wife, who do you think should be in charge of doing all the laundry, all the cooking, all the cleaning, and taking care of the kids? Well... I would say the wife because the husband will most likely be working and at the time, so I would say that the wife should be doing Okay, so that's good perspectives, but let me ask you guys a bonus question pertaining to that particular question that we just asked. So that's the old school way, really. But do you guys feel like the new school way, the new age way is where it's supposed to be 100, 100, not that 50, 50 stuff, but it's supposed to be 100, 100. I give 100% as the husband, wife gives 100% as the wife, and the kids give 100%. If you have, if the, if the wife and the husband have kids together, they give 100% on everything. So yeah, I might be working and she might not be, but when I come home, should I leave all the chores to her? Or should she leave all the money making just to me? And you guys just do uh, just homework? Or do you feel like it's supposed to be 100% across the board? Everybody's supposed to chip in a little bit. You can just give a quick answer. I think it's supposed to be 100% across the board. I think 100%. I agree. Yeah, I also agree 100%. Okay. Okay. So, next, sir, father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, next question. So, so right now we're going to do two different scenarios, okay? And I just want your input on how you would feel and what you think in your head if this was you. So let's say that you were married. How would you feel about other people, your brother, your sisters, your cousins, your aunties, the neighbor down the street, all in your business and trying to, have, uh, trying to tell you how to run your marriage? What would you think and what would you say? I already know what Samara's going to say. Go ahead. I would think that they need to mind their business and go figure out their own marriage. If they don't have one, then they need to go find one. Go find a marriage. Yes. Okay, well, hey. Get yeah. out of my business and don't tell me how me and my husband shall run my household. 
because that's how I ran my household. You can go really well. Okay, well, that's pretty, pretty accurate, pretty blunt, accurate. Go ahead, Israel. I think the same thing, and they, I think they would need to go and get a life and stop stalking people in a way and telling them what to do. So, yeah. Then you have, then you have Bumblebee coming down from the sky, shoot with a transformer. Stop right? it! <laughs> go ahead. Like go ahead, Elijah. Mind the business that pays them. Yes, there you go. Exactly. that you guys were married and your significant other or your husband or your wife, mother, was always calling and she was always over it and she was always trying to tell you how to do your kids and she was always trying to run run, run your household from her house. She'll call in the morning and say, oh, well, you know, what are you making? And you'll say eggs. And she's like, oh, I don't think you should make eggs. You should make pancakes because, you know, when I was a mother and I used to make pancakes all the time, what is the best way do you think you can solve that situation without being rude. Well, one, just tell them that I can, mom, do, if, just tell them, mom, I can handle myself because you taught me how to. And try and tell them what you need to tell them in a calm way so they don't feel like, oh, you're trying to, oh, you're being rude, oh, you don't accept my opinion, oh, this is just, this is just, so, <laughs> <laughs> just sad, huh? Well, you so you wouldn't you wouldn't just say well just it would just shut up and mind your business. You wouldn't oh say that like God, that. Oh my God, no! I would say that, but uh, uh, oh, but they're they're you they, you they, saying that to your own mother. I would say no, that, and no, I would say that. A part of me would want to say that, but another part of me wouldn't want to say that because I would listen to the one who doesn't. Because I know, being your mother, you said that to me. The next light you, the next daylight you see, is the one at the resurrection yeah. of Jesus. That's it. But that's okay. Coming through them pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> what about now, you? Sarah? Now entering Israel Okatola. Right. The book of life is right in front of him. Always playing and Whoever. everything. Okay. Who's next? Samara. So, wait, my mother or my grandmother? Your mother or your husband? Your mother. If your mother was calling every day and she was trying to tell you what to feed your kids and what colors right for the weather and what you guys should do. So it could be my mother or my husband's mother. Yes. Okay, so if it was my mother, I'll give both. So if it was my mother, I would say, um, you know, so that my husband doesn't have to do it. I would say, okay, yeah, mom, I understand that you're just trying to help. And, you know, when you raised me, you helped enough to where I can handle this myself, you know? Because um, I also need to know what it's like to be on my own, but not on my own with somebody else. That's my significant other, not my mother, you know? Mm. So, um, 
if I need help, you will definitely be the first person that I call. But for now, I would like to, you know, just for it to be me and my husband and my kids. If I have any. And if it was his mother, it would be a whole different story. <laughs> because, like, okay. just, now you need to let your son live. You know, let him go. Let you him would say that to her? Yes. She's telling you what she was saying. Yeah, she's giving him. You need to let your son live. You need to let him go. You need to take him out of. You need to like basically let him go from the nest. Let him fly because he has somebody to leave to clean. Yes, he has somebody to fly with, and that's me. So you know, I will, I will definitely be there for him. And if we need you, we will let you know. But for now, we don't. So what if she said, well, I don't think you're doing a good job and I don't think you know what you're doing and apparently he still needs me, so I'm not going nowhere. How do you think the best way to handle that? I would say, um, well, he obviously hasn't said anything yet and he's doing perfectly fine, but if you want to, we can clarify with him right now. Mm. Okay. Mm. What about you, Alana? Um, great, great answer. <laughs> great honest answer. So let's say that there was a switch or a reversal in the situation. Let's say that your husband lost his job six months ago and you guys have two kids so you're a stay-at-home mom. So his mom has been paying all of your rent and all of your bills. And because she is, she 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 kind of like has taken over. So when you said all that, she said, well, how do you know my help isn't needed? Because I've been making sure that everything's okay here so are you trying to tell me that I'm not welcome here how would you handle the situation how would you handle the situation Alana um I would honestly if your husband it's your husband's mother and he lost his job and he's and she's been paying you guys bills and all the food and everything for the last six months 
So now she feels like she can tell you guys what to do. How would you handle it to where you don't disrespect her? Or you, um, how, how, how would you tell her how you feel in regards to the relationship um, concerning her and your business? Alright, so do you so this is for everybody, so in regards to that question, so do you feel like if the mother or mother-in-law is paying or helping or assisting in your household? Okay? If they're paying, helping, or assisting in our household, do you feel like there's still boundaries or certain boundaries that shouldn't be crossed? You, you might be helping me in certain areas because right now I'm not capable or I'm, I don't have the means to do so, but you can't overstep this boundary. So me and the husband are still, you know, me and my husband are still the, the, the decision makers, but you're assisting with certain things because right now we need your help. Or do you feel like if they are the mother-in-law or mother is helping, then they can say what they want and do what they want because they're assisting with groceries, water bill, gas bill, or roof over your head. Do you feel like either one of those things or you feel like boundaries need to be set? Anybody? Boundaries definitely need to be set <clears throat> because I do understand that <clears throat> you are helping me out here, but at the same time, I can always go get a job. It doesn't always have to be on the husband, like we said earlier. So, it would be amazing if you could help, but I don't need you to do everything. Because even though I am married and I have a husband, I can still be an independent woman at the same time. Mm. Damn. Beyonce over there. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Israel? Boundaries definitely need to be set because you don't want them to feel like if there's no boundaries, they can do what they want. Yeah, mm -hmm. they can do what they want and you don't want them to start feeling that way because then it'll be from first them helping sec second to them starting to do their own thing. Hmm. And also, 
would I would be trying to I would be trying to make this situation problem better in a way to where I can help my wife and children feel better. Mm-hmm. Like they don't feel so down, like oh my gosh, you got fired. I'll be trying to lift their spirits while we while we go through this stuff. Mm, okay. Good. Okay. So last question. And so the question is, what do you think when God um, was the original intent when God created marriage? What was it that you think He was trying to accomplish? Or when, or what do you mean by that? Like, what do you think His goal was in having us get married and get together? What, what was His purpose? For you guys to, well, for you guys to make the next generation and for you guys to have a strong bond. Okay. okay. Make, this, make, us, make the next generation strong together and have a strong bond together, right? Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, what about you, Anna? Um, I would definitely say that I think he made marriage to multiply the earth, of course. But, of course, like Izzy said again, um, to make the next generation and definitely to have a good sense and a good society Ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages, adults of all ages, you heard some great perspective from our young ones. I uh, would like to give a hand clap on that one because uh, they have some great answers. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know it was going to go this well. I thought it was going to be a little bit more difficult. But you know what? It was very informative to hear from our, our beautiful children here. So, uh, again, this is Julius. I hope you guys learn from this. I hope you guys grow from this. Um, to know what your kids are really thinking about when they see your marriage. And hopefully, if you're not having a good marriage, obviously you want to go to a marriage counselor or you want to pray about it. You want to speak to God about it and have him in your marriage. But you know what? Get your kids' perspective on what your marriage is like because you never know what they're thinking. You can think that everything is all peaches and cream and they're, they're like, no, it's not because this is what's going on. Get their perspective from it because it could change the perspective of your marriage by getting their perspective of what your marriage is like. So from Julius Hammond and Gloria Hammond, we'll see you when we see you. God bless. See you next time. Peace.